Welcome to Listen With Your Eyes, the show that is heard, not seen. I'm your host, the blind guy, Callum Brennan, and on this podcast, we'll be discussing what it's like to live with a disability. Let's get started. On today's episode, I'm joined this time by Abdi. Welcome. Hello, how you doing, my friend? Um, good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. That's great stuff. Uh, so, today, doing something somewhat different. I've done a f- few episodes in the past with uh, other people talking about wrestling, and I know there you know, may be some listening who aren't that big onto it, but I thought this one was uh, quite relevant uh, to uh, the whole idea of the podcast when it comes to talking about living with a disability because I'm going to be focusing on my experience of going to a recent uh, somewhat of a big deal uh, of a show in the wrestling world in Cardiff. I went there on my own. And Abdi, you are here to uh, sort of uh, give me a partner in crime when uh, talking about it. So, you know, I'm not just uh, having a conversation with myself for an hour. <laughs> that I am. I'm, I'm yes. here for to hear your story. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, if uh, you want Abdi, is this your f- first time on an episode? Are you able to give just a brief sort of, uh, you know, background check on yourself for people? Uh, background check. Um, oh, okay, my name's uh, Abdullahi, but uh, most people call me Abdi. Well, whatever's the shortest thing that they can think of, pretty much. You know, different variations, but Abdi's fine. Um, I am partially side myself, so I do have a disability. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big wrestling fan, just like Callum. So I, I'm interested to hear what he has to say about his uh, story and how he got about in Cardiff when he went down for Clash of the Castle. Yes, and it is worth mentioning for anyone who's wondering, uh, we do plan to do another episode where we'll, we can go more into depth about your own uh, visual impairment at some point. Yep, I'd be looking forward to doing that down the line. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so... Well, I guess I think I'll let you take the lead in a second, Abdi. I think it'll work better for me that way. But I will say for context of I suppose, the significance of the occasion, uh, this was at uh, the Principality, uh, you know, formerly known as the Millennium Stadium. And it was WWE's first stadium show in the UK for 30 years you know the last one being in August 1992 uh, at Wembley uh, which was you know the biggest party of the summer SummerSlam Uh, yeah famously in the main event the British Bulldog Davey Boy Smith beat Bret Hart for the Intercontinental title uh, a match that in the wrestling in uh, the wrestling 
media is quite synonymous for uh, Bret Hart completely guiding uh, the Bulldog through that match because Bulldog was on something, let's say, and he didn't remember any of the match at the beginning. Indeed, but a lot of people, a lot of people still highly rate that match, and it, I, yes. th- I think it still holds up today, even when you watch it back. I'd agree. I think it's just the fact that knowing that makes it more impressive. Yeah, um, it really does, and very much puts a feather in the bow of uh, the Bret Hart fans out there, uh, yeah. who I'm not saying they're wrong to do so, but who very much sing his praises as being one of the, if not the best, professional wrestlers ever you know the best there was the best there is and the best there ever will be but yeah so i mean are you how how, how are you uh wanting to go abdi do you want to ask me something or should um, I just... I, yeah i i was just gonna say why don't you start off by telling us about your your weekend how like how it started off ambling down and just the general mishmash and how you got about sure yeah I mean as far as getting there I arguably made uh, a mistake of doing things around the wrong way I know I Mm. think a lot of people as soon as WWE announced they were doing a show in Cardiff people bought their accommodation then yeah yeah and I before it rocketed it up in price and I probably would have I probably should have done that and the thing is though despite that lesson if WWE announce a big event again for the United Kingdom I can't promise I will do that because just in my head my brain's there like well I don't know if I'll be able to get if I'll be getting a ticket so it feels naff to get accommodation but I'll you know we'll see if that's an issue I can combat down the line if it ever does happen again but so with accommodation being not much of an option once I got the ticket I actually combined with meeting up with a mate of mine uh, who lives in Wales so I hadn't, hadn't seen him since the before the pandemic uh, you know for uh, him I and a group of friends of ours went to Blackpool Pleasure Beach Fun theme park, dodgy name, but yeah. a fun theme park, uh, <laughs> and it is worth mentioning. Uh, I met him at the Royal National College of the Blind. I've had him on this podcast actually uh, in previous episodes. Yian, uh, for those who have listened to those past episodes, and he's not in Cardiff, and not, I guess, that close. He's. I think it was like an hour and a half drive. He's more he's closer to the Welsh border. So I think he, if anything he's actually he's closer to Hereford than he is to Cardiff. Uh but still, you know, nice to be able to combine meeting up with him again and it's a lot closer than if I was to travel up from Southampton on the day. Uh so, you know, so I had a nice catch up with him was there for a couple of nights his mum kindly offered to drive me to Cardiff uh Yain came in our intention I think our intention was to go to as we'd done in the past when I'd stayed at his 
we were going to go to the Forbidden Planet in Cardiff. Uh, for those who don't know what Forbidden Planet is, it's basically a nerd shop. Uh, you know, Mar Marvel, DC, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, uh, you know, all that anime, all that stuff. And we basically, this was sort of a mistake. We, we thought we had left early enough to give us time to get into Cardiff because we knew there'd be traffic. But clearly not uh, so because uh, it took us, I think, again, I think it was it's only like an hour to an hour and a half uh, with that traffic. I think it took us two and a half hours. Uh, it was chock-a-block, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, roads were closed. Uh, I think they the event, you know, it was very much what I would assume it would be like going into Cardiff when, you know, Wales are playing, whether that be in football or rugby. Uh, you know, so it took us ages. Didn't have much time. Uh, before the event started I needed to uh, like sort of the event started at half five and we got into Cardiff about when we actually got parked and stuff it was but it was like half three nearly quarter to four I think so had lunch from had lunch in uh, M&S uh, uh, managed to briefly stop at Forbidden Planet because actually on the way to the stadium, which I was not aware of. Uh, and yeah, one was that a second one? The Forbidden Planet. Yeah. I don't know. I assume I don't think it is. No, I think it was the it was the same one actually. No, it was huh. the same one. Yeah, it was, I didn't realize it was actually on the way. I didn't I didn't know that going in. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been before, but for obvious reasons, you know, my geography isn't the best. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, so that was quite handy uh, didn't actually end up getting anything there wasn't much in there to be perfectly frank unfortunately I don't know if that's a result of post pandemic but yeah uh, but also to be honest going in I was there like thinking I hope there's nothing that tempts me because I really don't think it would be a good idea to buy anything that then I have to take into the stadium because I knew mm. I'd also want to be spending money on some merch uh, once in the stadium but yeah, so uh, again, uh, Yayan and his mum were with me when going to the stadium, so that again was helpful because then Yayan's mum just helped me find a security guard, and you know, just obviously it was just there, like, you know, uh, you know, here's my ticket. Can you help me to the seat, please? And yeah, so obviously said goodbye to them. Uh, went with the security guard, got passed off to another security guard, as you do in those situations. And yeah, they helped me through the gate. I will point out, I had actually, I'd previously called the stadium like a month prior, uh, checking what gate uh, would be best for me to go to uh, for my seat. And yeah, went went in. Feel like this this bit's uh, the probably the least interesting part. Uh, got to my seat, uh, you know, and there was a odd moment I felt where it almost felt it was like the security guard was passing me off like some sort of stray dog he found. In the set, that's how it just felt where 
yeah there was a couple sat next to where i was who he said to like oh if he's if if he needs any help do you mind uh lending him a hand obviously you know we'll not we're not far as well but yeah and the couple were nice enough to say yes you know so thank you to them for that uh <laughs> but it just you know it, it, but it's sort of a catch-22 because as odd as it felt and I suppose it felt a little bit like, you know, you know, I am a 27-year-old man. I'm still glad that he did do that because it sort of gave me a in to talk to the couple, you know, which is a bit silly really because obviously I had an in, you know, we were all wrestling fans. But you know the fact that it was there like oh what what's your name um you know i'm callum and then i was there like to them like what's your name and they were there you know told me theirs and it was like oh, okay cool and then we and then we started talking about wrestling which probably made uh the night a lot more enjoyable than if i'd just been there on my own which was something that going into it i was very conscious of is not only am i you know going to a stadium i've never been to uh, you know, an event of this magnitude on my own. Because that's the thing, I've been to football games, I've been to rug- a rugby game at Twickenham, but I was with people, um, you know, family uh, in the situations. I'd never done this kind of thing. It felt very... Not me, to be honest, but... <laughs> Alien, would you say? Yes, exactly. Yeah. And But it was one of those things that, at the time, I was very... I was adamant that I wanted to get a ticket because I will say post uh, the event, you know, Clash of the Castle, it looks very possible that we will be getting another event here in the UK, you know, because uh, because of the success of the event, they made a lot of money. But especially at the time going into it, it was there like, you know, who knows, it could be another 30 years. So... A very much, and in recent years, I am a big football fan. Uh, but I would say at this point in my life, my wrestling fandom is above my football fandom. Admittedly, I think a big part of that is because you know things haven't been the best for our team, Abdi. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. So, Thanks. and the fun thing about wrestling is it's predetermined, so it's easier, I think, to have fun with it at times. Mm. you know in my humble opinion anyway so yeah you know it but being there was so once i was there it was actually, they were very nice actually the couple sorry if that noise has uh, been heard outside <laughs> but um yeah so once they're very nicely they um actually they bought all my drinks for me which was very nice uh, very nice yeah would have been quite expensive for them with stadium prices but I, I don't drink alcohol so probably not as expensive as it could have been uh, and I tr- asked about a headset you know I mentioned being at football games and rugby games I think you've been to s- some of those yourself Abdi you, you know yep. it's, at those it's pretty easy to get a headset uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes. I mean, there's usually they're readily accessible, but at the same time, it's noise fun. 
Yeah. Well, that's fair. I admit I've never had too much of an issue, but admittedly, all of them I think my dad has got for me. So I'm probably, mm. I may not be as clued in as others may be with it. But yeah. I've normally, I've managed, you know, you get one and, uh, you know, there's a in-stadium commentary normally, uh, you know, off the, the pair of them, they're fans of the respective home team. And yeah, like, it's quite easy to listen to. I think when it was Twickenham, I don't remember if it was in stadium or if it was on the radio. I feel like it was generally on radio, but any like five live, but I might be wrong. Uh, but yes, I was wondering if that would be a possibility at uh, the wrestling event. And you would, I think like, you'd like to think that in 2022, it would be. You know, again, I'm not the most tech savvy out there, but I don't think I'm wrong in suggesting that, you know, like a, you know, some sort of, you know, loop with the commentary that's happening in the stadium. So obviously this is being aired on the WWE's own network, you know, but also BT Sport. So, you know, they, they have their regular commentary team. You know, was it they had their three man booth of Byron Saxton, Michael Cole, and Corey Graves on the show? But this this wasn't a thing. I will. I did think going in, and I tried. I wondered if I could stream it on the network and have that in my ears to get the commentary that way. But I had no internet connection where I was, uh, mm. and I asked as well. Apparently, uh, the stadium doesn't actually have Wi-Fi, which that that surprised me somewhat. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. But Apparently, yeah. the offices do, but not the stadium itself. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, security guards were very apologetic. So I and I made it clear to them. I don't blame them. It did make me laugh that they were very quick to make it clear that it was on WWE, not not you know not the stadium. But yeah, uh, yeah so but I suppose fortunately, it's it it's one of those ones actually that's quite interesting. I don't know if you've experienced this, Abdi, being visually impaired yourself, but often in these sort of negative situations. The people with you, or in this, you know, so say in this case, the 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 guy of the couple, yeah. was, seemed a lot more annoyed at it than I was. Yes, yeah, yeah. I've I've had that a couple of times before. Yeah, but I do get that. Yeah, and to be fair, I've experienced that a few times, whether it's family members, friends, you know, my wife, you know, people. They'll they'll often be more annoyed at things than I am, and. To be fair, I don't think that's not a negative reflection on them. I think that's more of a probably a negative reflection on how you know, not to be too bleak, but how I think I and then maybe in situations other uh, disabled people have sort of it's just happened so much that we're sort of used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, fortunately for me, meeting the couple, they did. Their, their damnedest to <coughs> sorry to keep me in the loop uh, during the matches because you know I couldn't see anything from where we were I wouldn't have expected to be able to uh, the reality is with my sight even if I was in the front row I don't think I would have been able to see too much I, I'm not familiar with exactly how far away the ring would be from the security barrier but 
it's, it's fairly close. Um, yeah. There's like a there's a bit of a gap, but it I wouldn't say it's too far away. No, but even then, with my sight, say yeah. I have ten percent sight in my right eye. And again, I think I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I'll reiterate again. And with that ten percent of my right eye, it's one over sixty, which means if I'm a meter away from something, it's the equivalent of someone fully sighted being sixty meters away. So wow, yeah. So yeah, I I don't think it would have been that clear to me wherever I was, and I knew that going in, you know. Mm. <clears throat> um, but yeah, the they the couple did their best to basically give me a running commentary within reason obviously they weren't talking all the time you know we were all we were joining in with the chance and that is one thing i will say as far as a positive coming out of me not having commentary when i'm at a football game i really don't get involved with the chance because i'm so determinedly listening to the you know what's on my headphones because i want to know what's happening I want, yeah. you know, I'm. I want to make sure I'm not missing it. And I've actually had moments where, say, someone scores, and my dad will turn to me and go, "Who was that?" Because <laughs> you know he yeah. just hasn't seen it yet. With in the, you know, in the fracas or in the penalty box or whatever, mm. um, you know. So just doing that, and but with like, so as far as I suppose every cloud having a silver lining sort of situation with the, you know with that hindrance not being there i was just able to immerse myself more in the atmosphere you know get involved with the you know in the first main show match you know the get uh, the hay bailey chance uh you know hey. having fun with those yeah. uh you know let's go Seamus, um you know against the let's go gunter chance for the second match and you know, and obviously in the main event you had the you know oh Drew McIntyre, which I yeah. obviously I posted a I got a I did a voice note of a clip of that in the uh, Golden Gold group chat. Yeah, it was good to hear. It was very good to hear. Um, I was going to ask you how was your general sort of feelings about the show, um, and how did the I mean you you answered it for the most part, but how did the lack of a headset like make your experience was it positive negative and yeah yeah well yeah no i'm aware yeah potentially sort of approached that already but it's weird to say because they're obviously not having the headset is a negative effect but i still Mm. can't look at the event and say it was a bust like I still had a lot of fun, and it's still probably the most fun I've had in a few years. Uh, and I don't know if that's if that's a negative reflection on my life, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I'd argue probably not, because like a lot of people, for the last couple of years, I haven't been able to do much. Um, mm. But you know, so but I, I suppose the way I could, the best way I could put it is and again it's something that's been often talked about on episodes uh in this podcast by myself and others is with the like films having audio description yeah when you watch a film that you love uh for the first time as i think would have been the case for a lot of us growing up which didn't have audio description uh say i suppose a good example for me would be the lion king 
you yeah. know that's one of my if not my favorite animated films you know came out in 1994 a year i was year before i was born watched it often as a kid and there would have been the first few years of my life that i had sight but i don't remember that and then watching it again without after losing my sight still enjoyed the film a lot recently when it came out in well in this country it was what the coincidentally for us and in some ways thankfully disney plus came out around lockdown one yeah uh, and when i realized that all the animated films from disney had ad uh, you know that was pretty much a whole week for me uh, if not more of watching them and like watching the lion king watching aladdin with audio description they were great films already but they are made even better by having that audio description mm. you know like more enjoyable i get there's little bits that i may have missed without the ad that i'm sort of there like oh that yeah that makes more sense or that say another one and again i've mentioned this before big fan of the film hot fuzz uh, mm. you know yeah uh, but that popped up on Netflix uh, with audio description not that long ago and mm. I watched it and I enjoyed it so much more than I already did so in that sense I still very much enjoyed Clash at the Castle a ton but I the reality is I do know that I would have enjoyed it probably that much more if I'd had the commentary yeah yeah, I I totally get that as well because um, there are times where I'll use AD for for shows where it has like a darker feel to it uh, and it's hard to see exactly what's going on or a lot of action because it's fast paced and it's hard to sort of keep up with. Yeah. So I'll put pop it on. Like when I was watching Daredevil, I had yep. AD on it and so much more. I understood what was going on with with the AD than I would have without the AD because it told me so many little nuances so many little things where i was like all right i get that i get that yeah um whereas like trying to watch something like a like a game of thrones or something i'm currently watching that without any audio description at the moment so it's like sure. when there's that when there is fight stuff or stuff that has darker scenes and it's harder to tell exactly what's going on for the most part but yeah i, I do i do get where you're coming from um I, I feel like it's more of a wrestling thing, though, where they don't really have audio commentary in general. Um, no. But but I feel like for, for, for a company the size of WWE, they should be trying to find a way to be more inclusive to people who can't see or have uh, disabilities and be more friendly in that sort of environment. Yeah, I mean, it's just to have the commentary in general, because you're right as far as no commentary for any sort of sporting like event is i think made unless if it's on radio it's mm. it's not made for people who can't see and yeah. i think the irony is commentary on radio was never made for blind people with blind people in mind it was for those who you know you know didn't have a tv or you know were in their car yeah, uh, yeah. but you know it still gives something and say uh, to compare i actually think the WWE commentary overall like again i do have a little bit of sight if i'm watching something at home like you know when i got 
when I got back the next day, because I didn't stay in Cardiff the night, I actually, um, my wife decided that um, to come and pick me up. That, you know, it was, that, it was their suggestion to pick me up in Cardiff after the event, and then we just drove straight back to Southampton because it was there, like, that will be cheaper than getting a, tr- yeah. getting a train, get you know, getting a place to stay the night. So yeah. did that. Meant got back late, but the way I looked at it as I didn't lose too much because, you know, as far as regular times for a WWE event, normally up till five, six in the morning anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, due, yeah, due to the time zones. But yeah, I then watched it the next day and I've actually watched it a th- another time since. Uh, and the commentary does help a lot. Uh, having it just there and I actually in comparison actually I do think the WWE commentary is better when you are sight impaired than say uh, AEW Uh, yeah I find AEW incredibly frustrating at times where the commentators just stop talking for a while and well talk too much (laughs) all that that is true too but I've had the one that's really sticks out to me is when they're they stop talking and sure I can see what's going on somewhat but I'm still like the wrestlers are like doing moves to each other and they're not saying anything. I'm just there, like, well, what's the mm. moves, guy? So, what's, what's the, you know, tell me what's going on. <laughs> just like, yeah. I don't understand. Um, I, I, my, my main gripe is sometimes I know well, it's more about the commentary and, and saying, describing what's going on. But sometimes when it's like an entrance or something, mm-hmm. like just shush, don't, don't talk, just because they, they, they talk about other stuff that's not necessary and they'll talk over stuff. And I'm like, just let just let the entrance play out and then afterwards speak after the ring announcer does his bit but just for the first part just let things happen you know I guess yeah no I mean I get that I know there's moments to not say anything certainly uh, it's weird though I will say I don't on the WE side I know Michael Cole got a lot of stick uh, mm. thankfully I think a lot of people have started to take it a bit more easy on him because more people starting to realize you know he did have you know a 70 plus year old man shouting in his ear uh, yep but even then it didn't used to annoy me that much when he would like i know the, the big one i'd always hear youtubers complain about was when sasha banks would come out and he'd go it's boss time i that, don't mind that that never used to annoy me because the way as the way i said the way i would look at it is how many times would you know the glass break and JR scream. You know, you know, say like, "Here comes the rattlesnake! Here comes the rattlesnake!" You know, mm. the toughest sob in WWE. So yeah, you know, and I'm and I'm sure if Sasha came back, he'd still say it's boss time. Right? Well, yeah, because pro wrestling, it's not just WWE. I know they're the kings of it, but yeah. pro wrestling is is catchphrases is a huge part of it. Exactly. Honest, you know, so it's like when Taz used to say. Here comes the pain for Brock Lesnar. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. After all. Yeah. After the guitar well, bit at the beginning. Here comes the pain. Yeah. They named a game after it. Exactly. One, One of, of my favorite game. games ever. Yeah. Yes. Agree. I actually. There was a pr- there was a period in uh, the last decade where WWE games got too visual for me. Uh, like yeah. Too yeah. too hard to play. So I actually bought I bought a PS2 again. You know, it's cheap and CX. You know, mm. um, and. Because uh, I refuse to call it sex, but um, and yeah. yeah, then I bought some of the old wrestling games, and Here Comes the Pain was one of them because it's pretty easy to play. Thankfully, yeah. 2K22 
seems to have gone backwards in a good way that it is a lot easier to play um, and I hope that continues onward for 2k23 and beyond mm. I I wasn't sure how I felt about the 2k con- the new controls and what they've done with everything but you know playing it after a while you kind of get used to it and, and I, I get it it is it, for people coming in it kind of does make it a bit easier uh, with the way they've set things up but yeah i will yeah. say i will agree that potentially people write that reversals are potentially op but at the yeah. same time yeah, yeah. it is a lot of fun when you're playing against someone and you're reversing pretty much everything <laughs> Of each yeah, other. Pretty much. It is it pretty is quite much. amusing at times. But uh, wee, wee. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so yeah. just circling back to the event, how's your yes. sort of uh, thoughts on, on the entire the whole thing as a as a whole as a show? Uh as a whole, uh, uh, definitely at the time. Uh so because I think again, trying to look at it when I left the arena, uh was on a high despite the finish at the end. Mm. Um twofold you know spoilers but uh you know uh drew losing uh being the um you know in in quotes hometown boy uh and then the weird ending with tyson even though i think like a lot of people leaving the arena i assumed as was apparently meant to be the case the cameras cut before Mm. the sing song started uh and yeah there was a muck up that then meant the yeah the karaoke was aired uh, which yeah, I could un- I can understand somewhat how that would dampen the event in some ways, but I do think a lot of people take that too too seriously that kind of thing. So yeah, does you know does Tyson Fury and Drew McIntyre singing American Pie really you know make the ev- make the event go down from a ten out of ten to a four out of ten? I, I would say personally, I'd say no, but you know. All you know, like like a lot of things, <clears throat> wrestling is subjective. So, but, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, the event as a whole, yeah, a lot of fun. Like I said, first match, good opener from what I could tell in the moment. Like I said, got uh, had a lot of fun with the Hay Bailey chance. She will mm. never, she will never be heel in the UK. She um, will never, never ever. <laughs> No, um, despite her best tried. attempts, yeah, she tried so yeah. hard, and fair play to her. Actually, she she did her best, but everyone and she did get some booze when you know when she tagged herself out. She did get mm. the booze, but then that's it... that is the way. Like she has to take herself out yeah. of the situation. She'd be like, "Yeah, you you guys want me? Nah, I'm yeah. out." But yeah, she yeah. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, Seamus and Gunter again, as I saw big boy thought, slap fest. Yes, I. I I remember when the match was announced, I made a joke. I did a joke tweet about it that, you know, I'm going to be able mm. to hear that where I'm sat. Uh, yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a, it was fun. The Liv and, Liv and Shayna was probably the low point in the night, but I think that's not reflective on them, I would argue. Mm. I think that's just the case of whatever match was placed there, it was, yeah. was going to suffer, unfortunately. And, it happens. Yes, and uh, I was not expecting it to be the case, but I was very happy to join in singing along to Metalingus when Edge came out. Yes, uh, yes. A uh, lot of people, I saw a lot of clips from the show, um, and a lot of people were very, very high on Edge, and and, and he, he was 
Well, that's Edge at the end of the day, but he was over like Rover. Oh, yeah. I think he was up there, if not for, for the loudest pop and, and the loudest reaction. Probably up there. Also, maybe the... Drew, but I don't know. He might even surpass Drew for a bit. But, yeah, uh, it was cool to see that. No, yeah, exactly. I will clarify that. I'm not surprised so much that he got the big reaction. I just wasn't expecting people to actually sing along with the words. That's hey, where. I, that's, that's where. I want to. I want to see more of that. I know, oh, like AEW yes. fans do of Chris Jericho's Judas. And yes. Moxley's wild thing. I, I want to see more of that. I want to see more WWE fans doing that. This is cool. And I think more if if the little bit at the beginning of the Drew mat, uh, bef- Drew's entrance with Broken Dreams, people were singing along to that. Maybe mm. not as much, but there were people singing along to it, including myself. And then obviously yeah. it went into his regular current theme, which is a slight shame. I get it, but I don't know. It is... I do really I enjoy that I liked it for it was. It was, a, yes. it was a nice retrospective. Oh, definitely. And it's like someone said, though. It's there, like, the, the signs were right there. It's called Broken Dreams. <laughs> so, uh, so we should have known he wasn't going to win. But... Uh, it was nice fan service. Oh, certainly. Uh, and as far as a big fan reaction as well, um, Dom finally turning heel. Uh, that, finally. That that got that got some big uh, heat, uh, to use the wrestling terminology, uh, in the arena. A lot of people booed that. Uh, mm. You know, it's, and it's it's interesting, really. Uh, Slightly different to how I thought they would have done it, you know, the fact that Ray and Edge won the match, I thought was slightly surprising. Yeah, I would that have was thought, a very interesting one. I would have thought Dom would have... I feel like the only reason they did it is because if Judgment Day had won, Liv would have been the only face to win on the night. Um, oh, true. true. So true, I, th- true. I think that is literally the only reason why they did it. Uh, I mean, it still was... Mm. De- I don't think it's terrible, but it just... And I guess if Dom had turned before the end of the match, you wouldn't have got then. I don't think the reaction would have been as strong as when Dom did turn. So yeah, I was um, I was hoping for a Tegan Knox return. Um, yeah, I don't know why that didn't happen. As I think you and I had a little discussion in the group chat about it, where I just wonder, either maybe she doesn't want to return, maybe. Um, she's she's not she's not able to. I don't know. Uh, I don't I don't know her. You know we don't know her situation. I was just there like, but I haven't heard anything about her actually being in any wrestling events since she got fired by yeah. by um, Vince and John Laurinaitis. We'll we'll see because I know Triple H was very high on her. Exactly. And, um, Which she is... it's a shame with the injuries that that slowed her momentum down because there was like. A couple times, right? She was going to win the May Young Classic. Mm-hmm. She was then going to probably go on to win the NXT Women's Championship. She came back again, had a nice long run, a nice long feud with uh, Dakota Kai, and then she then got injured was again. Was on the way, yeah. Was and on then, the way to, to winning again. And she was probably going to have yeah. a, she was going to have a good feud with Candice LeRae, I think, before the injury, and then I think after the injury because she had she did yeah. she, she returned to attack Candice. I think they were then going to do a feud and then Vince decided oh I want to take Tegan and Shotzi up to the main roster ah <laughs> uh, yes um, yes even though Shotzi was a tag team with Ember Moon um exactly but you know uh so and they got rid of Ember Moon as well well yeah and that's a she's talked He's about I watched the interview when she talked man. about that and it really does strike how Vince did not 
there's been a few others I've watched as well. Like there was one with Bronson Reed, and it really strikes you how much Vince did not care about Triple H's NXT. Yeah. Um, did not, did not give a damn. Um, really did not. Uh, and just couldn't care less if he how much he tore it apart. Um, but yeah, so. But like I said, because because obviously she returned to her name Nixon Newell. But again, I yeah, I haven't, I haven't yeah. heard of her actually wrestling at any events. So I don't know. Maybe she doesn't want to wrestle at the moment. Yeah, I who don't knows? Know. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said, it's like it, I am by no means I have not been one of those fans who, you know, who was like like this with Cody. You know, when Cody didn't show up in Jacksonville and there were WWE fans going, you know. This this is stupid. I'm never watching WWE again. How could you do this? Is there no. like, WWE didn't promise anything then. They didn't promise Tegan returning. I just in my in my you know in my mark of a brain built that and up, it wouldn't built that have up made as a hell sense of a moment. Then. Yeah. It would not have made sense for him to come back at Jacksonville. I think the way he came back at Mania was perfect for him. And oh, yes. would you want to bring a return on a like a big return like that on and me, well, I wouldn't say meaningless, but a, a, effectively a meaningless raw on the road to WrestleMania. Would you want to do it on the biggest stage where the most people see it? There yeah. The only reason to do it in Jacksonville, why so many people got the theory in their head, is yeah, so yeah. WWE could take a dump in AEW's backyard. Which, I thought, which don't get me I, I wrong. thought it was a possibility, but oh yeah, Vince yeah. is petty enough. <laughs> yeah. uh, there was no doubt. I wasn't there. getting my hopes up for it. No. Um, to clarify as well, I guess for those who are listening, Tegan Knox is from Wales. That's why I assumed. And yes, she. I mentioned her being released, but since taking over, Triple H has been bringing back his favourites. So, and as Abdi mentioned, exactly. we know Tegan was a favourite of his. So yeah, I mean, who knows, really? Because um, I was even there, like thinking post the Liv and Shayna match in my head I was there I was even like making the scenario in my head I was there like Shayna's going to jump Liv and then Tegan can make the save good uh, yeah that's what I was thinking if it was going to happen it was going to happen somewhere there yeah because mm-hmm. I never thought I know some people were saying oh she's going to come out and help damage control win the six woman tag and I was there like why would you bring her back as a heel <laughs> in Cardiff that makes so like no, that would that would yeah. make sense but yeah um but yeah. She she's still she's still keeping an eye on it. She one of her last few tweets was congratulating what was it congratulating her friend uh, Kota Kai for winning the tag title. So yeah, we'll, um, s- we'll see. Yeah, I I, yeah. I would hope that she will return because I generally like her as well. Like, it's a shame it didn't happen in Cardiff, but that's by the by, really. Who knows? Maybe a rumble return. Rumble re-debut. Who knows? Yeah, I could see that. Especially, you know, obviously, they need to build up the women's roster again, which clearly uh, Triple H is doing over um, slowly but steady. Brick by brick. Yes, and and then well, we talked about Edge and Mysterio. Uh, Riddle and Seth, a lot of fun. Obviously, again, chanting along to Seth's music. That was. Uh, mm. Uh, a lot of fun even though then when the music chanting wasn't um, going on I was on the Let's Go Riddle uh, train against the Let's Go yeah. Rollins mm. uh, I think the it was the right result um, yeah they are going to have a rematch at Extreme Rules I'm sure Banging match oh it was it was a hell of a match three great matches on that show I would say and mm. and, and the other three weren't none of them were duds 
Uh, nah, they weren't. Know, they were they were all fun. Uh, but yeah, three great matches. Uh, yeah, like you said, <laughs> Seth Riddle, uh, Sheamus and Gunter, um, and Drew Roman, and they were all different from each other as well. It's like people said, it was it was like a old NXT takeover under Triple yeah. H. Six matches, all of them were different from each other. I prefer quality over the quantity, and and it was sort of it literally that weekend. AEW had all out, and that had what fifteen matches on its card, yep. and I was like, I'm not looking forward to watching that. No, like I'm looking forward to watching some of the matches, but a lot of that could have been done over the over on Dynamite or whatever yeah. Rampage. But it's like it that- just shows quality over quantity because. I enjoy watching Clash at the Castle and it left me wanting more. Leave your audience wanting more rather than making them dread watching your show because I'm, I, I wasn't alone. I heard a lot of other people no, saying, oh, it's a lot, it is a lot. And, and it's like you get to one match and you're just like, oh, hurry up, hurry up, I want to get through this and move to the next one. It's like you're waiting for, the, for a match you're waiting, really waiting for rather than enjoying the actual show itself. And it's like, yeah. No, exactly. I think, I think the post-show shenanigans were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> more entertaining than than the actual show itself. Even though it was a good show, but yeah. Yeah, that I mean, um, that added to everything for sure. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I, you definitely weren't alone. I had a few YouTubers talk about before and after. You know, like dreading it, and like you know, after some were saying it was like you know we'd watch a match like you know the like the elite versus you know the dark order for the triple titles. And say so, like it was a great match, but then afterwards I was sort of there like, are we even halfway through the card? <laughs> just there, like, yeah, uh, I I I watched. I was watching it and I was just like, I'm getting tired now. And it's like, I think I made it up until the main event, and I was just so burnt out that I fell asleep. And I had to just watch the main event in the morning. Yeah, like took it out of me. No, fifteen is insane. Uh, definitely. At least five watched of those matches from a couple of years ago. Well, yeah, at least five of those matches did not have to be on the card. At least yeah. five. You could. Uh, they put four on their pre-show. Yeah, which is insane. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's a one-hour show. Yeah, you tend. Like, ah. Yeah, considering you tend to have one on the pre-show, it's quite insane. Which they obviously yeah. did. They did do at. Um, I don't know if it aired, but they did do it at. Um, it, it did air. Yeah, they it did, did do it at Clash of the Castle, which obviously that was a nice it, surprise. It was, what was it? Street Profits and Mad somebody. Yeah, Who, against who's, Theory and Alpha Academy. Yes. Madcap Moss did somewhat surprisingly get, uh, I know some people commented on it, no disrespect to the guy, but uh, he did get, he got a good reception actually when he came out. Oh, nice. But he was like the first to come good out. On so, Madcap. so I do feel like it was just an element of, you know, we're excited to be Yay. here. You know, yeah, we'll cheer whoever sort of thing. Um, mm. And that's actually as well, I know this is, you know, the, as far as the main event, like speaking of Austin Theory, we'll see, you know, Aust- the yeah. Austin's back. He got his Austin back. Uh, yep. And that that main event, I thought, when you look at it as a whole, I know some people, apparently there were people actually did leave the stadium once Drew lost. They were really annoyed. Uh, like classic sort of football, I feel like football reaction, really. Uh, yeah. But, you know, was I disappointed in the moment that Drew didn't win? Yes, because you get caught up in it. And I was there, like, thinking, don't get me wrong, I feel, if I step back, I do think Roman losing it at Mania, the whole, the Cody Rhodes storyline, it probably is better. But because we're in Cardiff, 
you know, in the UK where, you know, Drew McIntyre, who's from Scotland, he's from the United Kingdom, you know, because Roman is part-time now with his new contract, I probably, definitely at that night, I preferred, I wanted Drew to win. But yeah. the way it was done, you know, you had the teases of, you know, Cross being in the crowd, Tyson Fury knocking out Austin, you know, knocking out Austin Theory, the fact that Tyson and Austin, Tyson yes. and Austin, the fact yeah. that people were there, like is uh, you know, just say thank you, Tyson, uh, and you know, then Solo, he didn't hold back as well. He's stiff. No, I've heard people talk about that, and I am sort of. The, He's I, stiff. I assumed that was discussed backstage. <laughs> just there, like, like it's just there, like there's no way you can really pull your punch here, is there? Uh, because to be fair as well like I, from what I can tell like it's almost like Tyson Fury he, was, he sort of had to sp- not necessarily sprint but he had to like move across didn't he he was there like yeah. uh, so he probably would have had the momentum but the and Solo Sokoa grab, and especially after re-watching it they did a very good job at him like pulling out the referee at the last second like yeah. I've heard like stories of like I think probably even in the stadium but I know people watching it like you know people thought it was over you know, they yeah, they, yeah. Fought, they fought Druid one, um, and they're going crazy, and they're like, "Wait, wait, oh, oh. yeah." And again, that's know, old school. That's old school move that you know, yeah. back in the nineties, that people would do quite a bit. Yes, yeah. I'd say Drew was put over strong as well. Kicked out two spears. Mm, so, yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, it's it'll be. I'm very intrigued to see where we go, and uh, the the yeah, it was. And I, I also managed to grab uh, some merch, so that was uh, good too. Um, what merch did you grab? Uh, well, so I managed to have a like so some security guards came to see me during the show, like see how I was, and then I asked one if they could come at the end of the match, and this was yeah. a Shane and Liv match because I know some people would go during the matches, but to me, and this is one advantage I think of the network now being on Peacock in America, they actually like yeah. do intervals now, don't they? for yeah, yeah. the adverts on Peacock. So I was like, yeah. right, I'll go then. And I went, I, T-shirts are my thing. I always will grab a T-shirt. Uh, you know, I still need to grab my football shirt for the season, say. Um, you know, mm. I will get around to it eventually. It's just uh, mm. I have to wait a bit because they're, they're obviously pricey. Um, they are, very. But, but, you know, I will, I, I am not willing to break my tradition of getting at least one football shirt every season since 0203. Uh, who's gonna, who's going who's gonna to be the one on the back this time? I think Ericsson. Ericsson, yeah. I'm I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Uh, to be honest, I mean, I suppose uh, maybe I've had, you know, with Anthony's arrival, some could make an argue for him, but I've yeah. I've I've always liked Ericsson. Like you know, from when he was at Ajax, uh, mm. I thought he was a good player, and you know, when he joined Tottenham, of, and you know, uh, so. And, and then even more so, I guess, with the situation that happened with him and his heart attack. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, so, yeah, so... Second win. Yes. But I went to there, and they had free T-shirts available where I was, uh, you know, because obviously there's different stands all around the stadium. Uh, and... I got two. I got the the Clash at the Castle one, so it has the poster on the front. I believe you know it's it's got yeah. Roman and Drew in it. 
Yeah. Uh, and then on the back it says, you know, I was there. You were. Uh, you were. Yes, exactly. And then actually, I, I tell a lie. I say there was free. They they had the Cardiff three sixteen shirt, but it was nice. they didn't have an X large, so I didn't get it because X large is the size I go for. I prefer a bit baggy. Uh, mm. And then I also they had a John Cena shirt there. Uh, yeah. which is sort of like it's got it's like a I think it's like it's a, how do you describe it an 8-bit image of him on the front mm. and then it says hustle loyalty and respect on the back because uh, I know he had his haters at the time but I was a massive Cena mark as a uh, when growing up in the yeah. in the late noughties um, I'm very aware looking back on him now there were some matches he probably shouldn't have won um, yeah. however there are some that I will argue that he should have won yeah. uh, despite what some say uh, had a fun discussion with uh, some guy I met after the show actually about that uh, but yeah so I got those, the other option as far as like I said there was only three that were extra large, they had a white shirt the other two were black, a white shirt with Undertaker on it and it was basically about his one, his one dead man show yeah. Which don't get me wrong, I would have loved to have gone to that, but I didn't due to not being there on the Friday yeah. or during the day on the Saturday because they did a second one, didn't they? Um, they put they it done one Friday afternoon and then they put the second one Friday afternoon. Okay. The Friday afternoon. one was in the evening on Friday. Okay, right. Well, then, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't going to be there on the Friday, so I was never going to go to that and money. Um, yeah. Really. Yeah. But um, it was like the shirt, it was just. It was just Undertaker on the front, like not in character. It was just him with his arms crossed on the front and on the back it just said I was there and my brain was there. Like, mm. I mean, I could just buy that, but I wasn't there. No. <laughs> um, and also, I do tend to prefer black to white as well. So Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just got, I got those two shirts. Um, also, I, w- I did think, I did consider buying all three, but I was there like, hmm, 70 quid feels better than 105 quid. <laughs> so, mm. so yeah, yeah. yeah, it was that was uh, good, and then, well, I don't know if there was a, uh, some anything else you wanted to ask first, but I'm aware that to talk about my own experience, like the to sort of cap off the night, what happened after the show, but like went out of the stadium. Uh, yeah, no, you got go ahead. That what like to walk us through how, how you got out afterwards as well because yes. I'd imagine getting out is like when everyone's going out as well so it's like more difficult than when everyone's going in I guess yes well with that one uh, security guard actually came to find me in my seat to be fair I was never planning to go because as you say with those kind of events you know everyone's going to be flocking out at once yeah. I mean, I don't like crowds at the best of times, let alone that kind of thing happening. Um, a big component of that is probably my blindness, but also, you know, I was diagnosed with autism last year, so I now realise that's also probably a factor. Yeah. Uh, so the guard came and... F- so um, the couple who I was with, were well, they're like, oh, should we go? And I was like, I'm going to... I want to at least wait for the music to end, like Drew's music to end. Yeah. Uh, and then a guard came and found me uh, and was there like, are you happy to wait till everyone's gone? And so, like, if you just sit here and wait and someone will come and get you. 
uh, you mm. know, and lead you out then when it's a bit quieter. And I was there like, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's for me? <laughs> yes, ideal. Uh, so, you know, me and the couple said our goodbyes. Uh, they've added me on Facebook. Uh, have Shouts out to the lovely couple. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, certainly. Uh, I only, I'm only i avoiding saying their names because I don't know if they would want me to. So <laughs> I'm just av- avoiding that just in case. But they were they were great. Uh, they've said if I'm ever in Cardiff to um, uh, give them a call. Uh, you know. They're Cardiff natives. Yes. Oh wow, nice. Yes, I didn't mention that, but yes. It's uh, yeah. It was it was actually really. I one thing I should mention that what was nice is uh, like even like like me and the uh, the girl we uh, she uh, she got into wrestling around the same time as me, so we actually like yeah. both enjoying chatting about how much we hated King Booker as kids. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so, you know, when he beat Mysterio for the title, it's just there, like... Yeah, yeah. So, he was the biggest, he was the biggest bad guy to us at that point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, cheating against Batista at SummerSlam. But, yeah, mm. and all that stuff. But, no. He got his comeuppance. Oh, certainly, yes. He lost the eventually. Six? Yes. I believe it was Unforgiven 2006. Drop a frat, Carly, Batista. No, Batista. No, Batista beat him for the title at Survivor Series. Uh, beat Triple H. Uh, Triple H. King Booker. Of? You're thinking of when Great Carly had the title in 2007. Yeah, 2007. And it I'm was a triple threat between Batista, Carly, and Mysterio. Or I think it's like something like like Batista like Batista bombed Mysterio onto Carly to win. I think. I thought it was just to beat him a spine bust. Oh no, that's it. No, I think I think he Batista bombed Mysterio on Carly, and then Carly got up, and then he spine busted him. I think. He beat him a spine buster. I know. I know. He definitely. Uh, I know. There's. If it's not yeah. in that match, there definitely is a time where he Batista bombed Mysterio onto Carly. I do remember that. Uh, Probably. But yeah. I'll just gotta take your word for it. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So. They so I said goodbye to the couple. They they went out. Uh, it was all well and good. Yeah, wait for the security guards. Again, the security team were very. I'd say I I guess I'll take this moment again to reiterate they were they were fantastic. Uh, you know can't fault them. You know helped me with getting, like I said, to the merch stand during the show, to the toilet before and during and after the show. Like I said, they came to keep me informed of. Uh, you know the headset not being a possibility like they tried to look into it wasn't able to get it Um, they offered to move me actually when the headset wasn't thing they offered to move but the thing is the only option there was was a few rows ahead and Uh, as I say I was there like at that point I was there like that's not going to make a difference and I and again I don't begrudge them this I just said I said to the the lady I was there like you know uh, thank you, but that's not going to make a difference at this point. You know, I'm having a good rapport with these two next to me. Yeah, so, yeah it feels a bit. You know, if it's only a few rows ahead, it was like six, seven rows ahead, I think, where I was. Which you know, again, I think was decent seats in the grand scheme of things, but still, you know, they were quite high up. Uh, yeah. You know, it was it would be pointless to do that. So, yeah, no. But yeah, after I'd waited, uh, went out, you know, had a, obviously had a conversation with the guard as we were walking. He, you know, 
checked with me. He was there like, oh, did you enjoy yourself? I was like, yeah, it was good. And then someone, and then that was it. I told the guard that someone was going to come and pick me up. So they then, there was, what do they call it? I think Cardiff Central Park outside the stadium. They took mm. they took me to there, the and they were there. Like, this is the entrance of it. If you just let them know this is where you are, they they should yeah. be able to find you. And I was there, like, okay, that's fine. We'll go for it. You know, bit bit of a nerve wracking situation. It has to be said. Uh, you know, at that point, you know, it's like te- it's like half nine ten at night. You know, so it, it a bit bell bells out. Yeah, okay. And I was just I went on my phone. I think it was at that point that you and I would. Uh, messaging a bit mm. uh, and then uh, not far from me I started to hear a chant of cultaholic ah. uh, and um, for those who don't know cultaholic is I'd say a, it's cult <laughs> yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty popular wrestling YouTube channel in uh based here in the UK and and they are actually they are I can't speak for everyone but for me they are actually they're top of my subscriptions list they're they're mm. you know they're my most watched uh channel on YouTube uh so I so I was hearing that and I was like okay uh, there's only one thing I can do here <laughs> You know, like uh, yeah. my wife is in is had texted me stuck in traffic. Understandable, there was traffic, you know, go, coming in and out at that point. So I was like, all right. So I walked over. Uh, it's funny actually. I've watched the video where the cultaholic chant would have started. It was basically it was two guys doing a news video outside the stadium, and you know, some people were in the background, as often is the case in those videos, and the cultaholic chant was started at the end and then post the video finishing so I walked over came to a metal railing so I had a moment where and I couldn't work my way around it so I did actually climb over (laughs) Uh, but yeah uh, (laughs) Spider-Man I don't know the Daredevil comparison would probably be more apt but especially as I had my car they're friends they're friends well that is true but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. Yeah. To, I'm looking forward to them being on screen more together now with the MCU. But that's another mm. that's another conversation. Uh, yeah. Indeed. So, but yeah, managed to managed to meet the the guys who were there, which was really did wrap up the evening because. And it's one of those ones. I don't believe in fate or destiny. You know, not shaming you if you do. It's just it's not it's not my thing. But it it's moments like that where I am sort of I can very much understand why people would think that because would would you know believe in uh, those kind of things because there are years and I remember thinking it uh, going into the show actually because I knew there were a couple of the YouTube channels going there because there's a few in this con- in here in the UK and I was there like oh, I'm probably not going to meet them though because one they're probably sat in pretty good seats but so probably not near where I am but more importantly even after the show, it's not like I can just see them walking around like some people can. Yeah. You know, you hear people often, you know, say, oh, I saw so-and-so out and about. So I approached them and was like, oh, you know, say, you know, hello, sir, hello, ma'am, you know, Mr., Miss, whatever, you know, can yeah. have a photo and all that stuff. So the fact that they 
just happened to be near to where I was standing. It's a very pleasant, fortunate, uh, you know, circumstance. And yeah. yeah, had a nice mini conversation. Obviously, I wasn't the only one there um, to say hello to them. So, but uh, I had a, like I said, nice conversations, had a laugh with one of them. Funny enough, actually, speaking about Spider-Man, we were talking about, because I was I was actually wearing a Daredevil t-shirt, funnily enough. Uh, nice. So one of them who is a superhero fan like was complimenting me on the t-shirt and I was like saying, nice, thanks, my second favourite superhero. Uh, and yeah, so we had a nice conversation about that. But it was... And then actually um, a guy who was there uh, as well, like after everyone disbanded, he was like um, asking me if... Uh, what I was up to so like you know say I was just waiting for if he was at and he did have a place in Cardiff to stay but he was like offering to uh, just uh, keep me company while I was waiting so then we had a nice uh, wrestling nerd conversation for half an hour or so yeah. uh, you know fantasy booking and stuff and it was very good uh, you know again when he offered to like uh, keep me company I'm not going to lie I, you know I was probably a bit wary uh, initially, which that's probably that might be more reflective on me as a person, but I I don't, I don't think that's a bad thought to have because no. you never know you it's late uh, your vision isn't it isn't great yeah that's um, the big one isn't saying it saying bluntly yeah and it's like you don't know what's gonna happen like if if it was someone who's fully sighted I still think they'd be a little bit wary yeah um, but then again I don't think someone would offer to stick around with them if they did have full sight. I think because they knew that you uh, were blind slash partially sighted because you saw the cane, he'd be like, oh, I'll just keep him company. But it's a nice gesture, but then sometimes you can always think, oh, there is the flip side. You never know with those sort of stuff. No, exactly. But thankfully, this was a positive side of the coin. Yeah, for the most part, wrestling fans are a decent community and... uh, they won't be pricks. No, minor language. Not, not on the. That's fine. That's not. That's not a swear word, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, no, ex- exactly. Uh, yeah, as yeah. long as they're as long as they're not behind a keyboard, wrestling fans are fine. Uh, yeah, sure. If tw- if uh, Twitter and social media is anything to go by, but again, I feel ah, uh, like... Twitter's just that's in Twitter in general. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you can say about any fandom; it's not just wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, one of my final questions for you is mainly, uh, what would you recommend to anyone who's blind slash partial side going to do big events in general by themselves? Um, yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of advice would you give on that front? Um, yeah, that is interesting. Because it is really hard to say because everyone is different whether it comes to exactly, yeah. personality or even the amount of sight they have because mm. say I won't I won't lie I don't know if I would have been as willing to do that if I was totally blind mm. I won't you know I'm not saying I wouldn't have done it but I think I'd be lying if I said that I would have been as confident but again so yeah. everyone's different in yeah so that's not me saying someone who's totally blind shouldn't do it, of course. 
Um, in wrestling specific, I guess you'd have to be prepared that you're not going to get commentary unless if unless things change. Uh, it has to be said. Uh, but I would say then, so just hope that just well to be prepared that you know go into it thinking I'm which uh, to be fair I was doing beforehand I'm just going to enjoy the atmosphere I'm just going there to have fun you know I will know who wins from the music at the end <laughs> and from the crowd reactions uh, yeah. you know so there was that and I guess I suppose it shows like that couple I met, that guy I met after the show, it's all we said, despite how, let's be frank, at times it can feel with all the news and everything that's going on, you know, people are generally nice, are nice, you know, push comes to shove. You know, they yeah. will, they will help you. You know, you can have a good conversation with them. Again, the fact that, I mean, it helps that the fact that you're, you know, you're there, you're all wrestling fans, you know, so yeah. even if you were, if you went there on your own, probably as my position, you know, if, even if you are as nervous as I would be when it comes to, you know, asking someone a question when you're out and about, like, was it, it was even just the other day, um, I, this may sound a bit out of context, but bear with me. Uh, needed something from Boots. Boots didn't have it, so I was there like, oh, okay, I need to go to Superdrug. I know that's nearby. I don't remember exactly where it is. Uh, found what I thought was Superdrug, went in, and I had to you know, find someone who worked in there to ask, just as I not only asked them for assistance, but first also be there, sorry, is this Superdrug? And even, I can't speak for every uh, registered blind person out there, but for me, there's quite a bit of anxiety even with something as simple as that because yeah. you feel a bit as uh, you sh- you shouldn't i realize that but I, I, again for me feel a bit dumb really feel a bit silly for needing to do that uh again that's not i know that's uh not correct but you know so but the fact that even if you went there on your own, is my point as a blind person. The fact that you, you probably would, like me, be able to have a good conversation with people, and then even then, maybe they'd be, a, you know, then you'd be more in the loop. Like I said, they would lend you, like, may, they may not be as um, as willing, I guess, as the as the couple who were next to me. But you know, even something as simple as, you know, just like I said, I think when the crowd when the, Again, I could guess because I think because that's the thing as well. Like the fact that I was very much aware of what was happening in the wrestling storylines, like yeah. say Rey Mysterio and Edge won, and then during the entrance during Edge's music at our post match, the the music cuts off and the crowd start to boo excessively. Uh, internally, before the guy confirmed it for me, I was there like Dom's turned. Mm. You know that you know so. Yeah. And then he like as we said like you know you know it's like it's like you know Dom's just kicked Edge, just kicked Edge in the in the knob. It's just there like so oh, okay, um, nice. You know so I don't know if that answers uh, the question as well as it could do. Yeah. 
I think he wrapped that up yeah. fairly nicely. Again, but yeah. I was I was very fortunate because even something as simple as having Yayan and his mum with me to then help me find a security guard first. Like even yeah. something as simple as that. Do you know what I mean? Like the reality is, I think even if you went there on your own, like with an like if I was on there, if I was there on my own, for example, if I um for every if I had gone straight to Cardiff Central from Southampton, I would have probably then ended up getting an Uber or a taxi from Cardiff Central to the Principality. You it probably would be possible, whether with with the driver's help or not, to find a security guard eventually. Because you just yeah. you sort of follow the crowd. Yeah. Um in that situation. But yeah, I was yeah. it has to say as a whole, I was pretty fortunate, I'd say with the night I had, despite some of its shortcomings, the major one obviously mm. being the lack of commentary. Mm. But overall, thumbs up, right? Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely would, I would intend to go again, not only just because I will admit like the, the, the couple I was with have said that, you know, we should look into going together next time. And I was, uh, you know, yeah. that I won't pretend that that, that makes would make things easier but even then if they weren't able to go I'd still would yeah. happily go again on my own I think yeah sounds good man I I, I wanted to go um, when when I first heard about it and I was trying to push for it but it just didn't work out um, yeah. both logistically and financially at the time unfortunately so I just had to self watching at home um, I was very excited for the show enjoyed it thoroughly from the comfort of my own couch but i would have loved to have been there in person and hopefully if they do um another show in the uk hopefully they come wembley and then afterwards logistically that wouldn't be too much of an issue because straight train to wembley park and come home and sleep in the comfort of my own bed wouldn't have to worry about accommodation or anything um and yeah financially i'd probably fork out the big bucks for it because i'll be like yeah that's the only thing i'd really have to worry about um, we're not going to be paying for accommodation or anything, so yeah, I'd probably good try and go for a good seat. Hopefully, they will. Uh, we'll soon find out, really. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, it will be interesting to see what they do because, like some people said, you wonder with the clash at the castle, Monica, they could easily go around Europe with that if they wanted and go to cities where there's a castle. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It'll be all, I mean, if they stay London in the UK. Castles. Oh no, I know. Like I said, <laughs> London. Castles. Oh, London works fine for it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, uh, I, think, I think the main reason they went with Cardiff over Wembley this time around is just, I think cheaper. Yes, yeah, cheaper, and they and it's different as well. Like WWE are, are all about firsts, you know, especially under it Vince is. McMahon. It is. But even I think even under Triple H, they if they have the opportunity to do a first, uh, which in this case is a wrestling show at the at the Principality, I'm pretty sure that hadn't been done before. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I was thinking... I, wouldn't I, like, be su- I like the set. I like the set. It was yes. A, it was a very cool set. I wouldn't be surprised if they go to Scotland, say, even, to be honest. Hey, there you go. That's where Drew wins. <laughs> yeah. In his actual hometown, country. Yeah. Land. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. But, no, um, thank you... Thank you for joining me for this episode, Abdi. Um, anytime, my friend. I'm happy to always come and, you know, uh, chat about 
wrestling and um, your experience because I, I wanted to hear it first and myself as well. Um, I was very intrigued with how you did get about and uh, cheers for enlightening myself and all the other listeners. Yes, no, I, I was going to say, I think even if I'd like to think that even if uh, anyone listening is not the biggest uh, wrestling fan, because, you know, we, we, we understand, you know, we and both of us, I think it's fair to say, we understand it's an acquired taste. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we, we know it's not for everyone, but even if you're not into, you know, grown men and women having choreographed fights in their underwear, uh, I'd like to think you could still get some interest out of yeah how the experience was uh, for myself whether you're disabled or not yeah. so yes thank you to those of you for listening and again thanks again to you Abdi look forward to doing an episode where we can you know, I suppose, go more into detail about your own uh, disability. Anytime, my friend. Yeah. Yes. Uh, goodbye to you all. Well, that was a very informative chat. Hopefully you found it educational and somewhat entertaining. You can follow me on Twitter, at TheBlindBrennan. Send an email to TheBlindBrennan at gmail.com or join the Facebook group, Listen With Your Eyes. If you can like, share and rate the podcast, that would be very much appreciated. You've been listening with your eyes, and you'll hear us again next time.